Hi everyone, welcome back to Honey, We're Home. I'm Caroline Crawford Patterson. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. We are ecstatic for this week's episode because it is the week of the Who the F Did I Marry saga. And we're also talking about like, weirdly, division of labor in the home. Big requested topic. Which was so odd. And then I was actually prepping for the episode and and John was asking like what we were talking about. And I told him. And he like gave me a face and I was like, I know, I thought it was weird too. But I was like, but then again, we always talk about this. So like, I guess this is something that we're all always talking about. And we just like don't want to admit that these are still conversations that we're all having. It's a very vulnerable topic. It's something that like everybody thinks about. I feel like people don't actually talk about it as much as they should. Yeah. As I'm learning from my... I. from my episode prep, I learned that there are literally whole... Y'all hate when I say literally like that. No. There are whole... They don't hate it. It's that I say literally, and then you started saying literally because I say literally. <laughs> That's what happened. And because also John came on and he started saying literally too. and Like s- mocking us? No, like oh. because I say it so much. I'm going to... My 2024 resolution is to cut that word out of my vocab. I need to cut out literally and like anyways. Yeah. Well, we, it's embarrassing. We all? Let's all make a pact. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Um, but yeah, no, there are whole podcasts dedicated to the topic of division of labor in households. Like, yeah, it is really just such a big thing that comes out in relationships and comes out more when you're having kids, obviously. But it really is just such a big topic. Yeah, it's huge. That like, we're gonna get into. No, we're really going to get into it. And then the other thing that is like kind of hilarious and controversial and makes me actually want to like cry talking about this but we got a crazy email about porn use and we I'm couldn't so pass it up like i'm sorry we could not pass up to talk about it so if you stay t- <laughs> it's really good you and i have a lot of thoughts on yeah it. <laughs> and you know i weirdly love talking about anything related to no sex. i know i texted nicole i was like I was like, this is such a strange suggestion coming from me. But I was like, but we should talk about that email. And I was like, got to take the, I saw the light. I got to take it. Caroline wants to talk about sex. No, it's not. It's like, yeah, but okay. We will get there. Okay. First, part of life. tell us updates. Well, yeah. here's the thing. <sighs> What's today? Friday. Yeah. <laughs> this week hasn't feel real. I told you this right before. I just, so as you guys know from the last episode, I had a very exciting big life update. Very thankful for that, that I'm able to do this. But I, if you missed, I quit my full-time job. I'm on my own as a content creator. First of all, I didn't plan any sort of announcement. The day of, like the day of my last day, I posted on Instagram. It got a lot more likes and attention. Like I officially feel like the most popular girl ever. Like I know that. Like, it made me realize how much people like to see a big life change yeah. in other people and how much attention big life changes get. Yeah. Which for an attention whore like me, I'm obviously, like, soaking it up. Yeah. But it has been, like, weirdly <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. But, I, like, I'm, like, riding this high of feeling popular. But You should feel popular. It, I mean, I just – people have been reaching out with the nicest – messages the nicest like you got this you're awesome like and that's why truly I was so busy yesterday even though I technically only did two things with my day yesterday but 
other than that, I was on the phone constantly. I was answering. Like, I was, you know when you just get blown up about something, like wedding or whatever, you you feel stressed because you want to get back to everybody with a thoughtful message. Yeah. That's how I've been feeling. So if I haven't gotten back to you yet, thank you. I'm acting like I won again. Miss no, but America. this is funny because this is, we both got popular from our weddings. <laughs> the amount of attention that you get around planning your wedding it becomes like intoxicating. Yeah. And then I think, I'm sorry, this is so sick of me to say, but it's so true. I think that after that's over, you're introduced to this like rush Mm -hmm. and you're like chasing the high after that. And that's why for people like us that are like, what's the next high I can get from like getting that level of attention is literally getting pregnant. Yeah. But for people like us who like weren't ready to have a baby yet, but you're like, you're kind of questioning it. You're like, but if I get pregnant, like, I'll get a lot of attention. Right. Because you're chasing the high because you're like, you came off of this wedding season where like everything was about you. And now ever since then, it's like you're chasing this high about like this big life change, like you said. I needed a splashy moment. And I got it. And you got it. Well, But in two weeks when the high wears off, I'm going to like have a panic attack. But no, I mean, it's, it's, I'm just like excited. It's a lot of pressure because anytime you do a big career move or you leave a job, everybody's like, can't wait to see what's next can't wait and I'm like that's annoying that's what we were talking about on the phone last night yeah you actually helped so much because you've done this big career move too so that's why I was telling my dad I was like she like literally was able or my brother same they're they're very similar (laughs) but I was like I'm glad I have Caroline in this moment because you you can relate to doing this and a lot I got a lot of dms from like not content creators, but like small business owners who left their corporate job to chase their small business more and lean into that more, which in a way I'm doing that. Like I, my, me as a content creator is a small business. Same with you. So yeah, that's been, I just thank you to all of you who have DM'd and like been there and been like, you know, I, it can be scary at first, but you're going to love it. It's great. Like blah, 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 all this very helpful stuff. So yeah, I've been over, it's overwhelming and I've only, uh, the, today and yesterday were my only fun employment day. Like, literally, my last day was Wednesday. And that was obviously total, like, yeah. celebration with my coworkers, who I love to death. Um, so, yeah, I'm just overwhelmed, but happy and excited. That's good. And I'm, I'm excited to, like, really get into the swing of things. Like, still in this transition period, I know it's going to take a minute to, like, really get my footing, but... Yeah, I'm excited. That's good. You know? I'm excited for you. Thank you. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a transition for sure. Yeah. Like it's not – it's actually a very exciting thing, but it's not necessarily an easy transition. Yeah. And I think anybody that's quit a corporate lifestyle to do anything, whether it's start their own business, go full-time with something that they've already been doing, you know, in addition, Mm -hmm. um, even if it's like being a stay-at-home mom – like that transition of becoming accountable for yourself and also feeling like a little bit lost and a little bit confused, it's not easy. Like it is no. worth it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I don't think anybody would say that it's like any big change, you're gonna overthink. You're gonna it's not easy. What even if it is for the best and it is the best thing for you, yeah. It's still not easy because it's big change. Yeah. And I will never forget my mom said when I was little, I forget what oh, we were moving up from Florida to Maryland. And I remember her being like extra attentive to me when we were doing that. Cause she was like, 
you get a little rattled by big change. I am the same. Yeah. My mom used to tell my teachers. (laughs) Were we the, the, like, I was like, what about my other siblings? I thought I was like, I thought I was like such, like the rock. Yeah. (laughs) And my mom would go tell my, like when I went to elementary school, when I switched schools, like when we moved, when I went to middle school, when I went to high school, she would tell my like homeroom teacher, she would be like, yeah. Caroline like doesn't do well with, with change. change. Yes, and both. I don't know what the conversation would be. She would like have a meeting with him. Like, yeah, we would have to. There would have to be a conversation. Yeah, no, I that and my t- mom used to always tell my teachers like I I have it in scrapbooks of her like notes with teachers that she saved for us. But it's like. Nicole is my sensitive one. So, blah, blah. and I'm like, why? You were telling all my teachers that, that I was you like were the sensitive a giant one? pussy. Like, what the fuck? But you probably didn't feel like the sensitive one. No. Well, and then I'd be like, Mom, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Because like, being sensitive is like being sensitive to being sensitive. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like fucking embarrassing. But then but later, when you learn it, it also, by the way, like changes your relationship or like your marriage or whatever yeah. stage you're in. Because when you finally accept the thing that your mom knew about you from since like day one. Yeah. You're like, this explains a lot. And she's spot on. No, spot on. To this yeah. day. Self-awareness but it's just funny embedded it's like, on you. What about my fucking other sibling? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. a little child. I I'm always like, what's want wrong that with extra that? attention. But then when I actually get it, I'm like, what the fuck? Why am yeah. I, you know? Yeah. That's because you're sensitive. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there is no right answer. Exactly. What about you? What um, is your big thoughts right now? I like I actually can't stay on the cold anymore like I've gone to the point where my body like rejects going outside you posted a story about this I can't do it like I mentally I'm just like done but I guess it took longer for me to get there this year than it did like last year so I mean whatever take a win when you have it I mean this is why people leave New York during the winter we're just not rich yeah we're just not rich enough (laughs) but I did use my time wisely and I decided to like finally get my styling website like up and running so i did use my time wisely i just had a conniption the styling website i called caroline yesterday i was like yes yeah she called me like screaming about it i first of all i just love when people and that i love other women in my life in particular like really chase after their passions and dreams which you always are doing that but like this is so smart for you. I was mad at myself for not thinking of yeah, the that's what you said idea for, for you. I had this idea, honestly, like two years ago, and I just ha- lacked the confidence, I think. I-, I don't know what it is. Like, I lacked the confidence. And one of my words, okay, my word in 20, when did I quit my job? 2021. My word in 2021 was like bravery. And I was like, just be brave. And that served me so well. And then this year, I had two, I have two words, and they're structure and confidence. And I'm like, just be confident about things. Like, you can actually do this. I've been doing styling for people, like, four years now. Just, like, unpaid, like, for people that we follow, like, et cetera. For friends, like, Mm -hmm. full packages for years. I just haven't been charging because I, like, didn't have the confidence in it. I just felt like maybe it would flop. I don't know. And I, like, had this website that, like, existed, but it didn't really exist. And then I was like, no. Like, I can do this. Like, this is the thing. This is, like, the thing that I'm good at, whether it, like, leads to design in the future or not. Like, this is a place that I can start. And so when I was feeling like I just actually cannot leave my house right now, I just went headfirst into figuring that out. And your website looked beautiful. First of all, 
you can do anything you want because you used to be like an investment banker. You could literally, you can be a stylist. This is, this is what you're meant for. Yeah. And it just is such a good fit. Like you said, you do this for free already. I'm a big believer in monetizing your I know that's an area that I never have. And it's like my biggest. I'm a big, I'm, I'm big money maker monetizer. So like you being organically begged by people to help style you do it on tiktok you do it publicly on social media you do it privately for friends you, like if i were getting married right now slash next time i do any big event I'm gonna i thought you were gonna say next time i get married <laughs> slash, <laughs> my, for my time. second and third marriages <laughs> no but i'm going to go to these packages and just go to you obviously I'm the not packages are great like their packages yeah just go, like the packages are but, good though like I feel like I did put a lot of thought into them and I did actually yeah. do like research no one will remember this this ha- I mean it was at least six months ago like I did research with people not only that I knew but like online about what types of packages people would want to see and that's how I like developed my packages like from like legitimate feedback but the one that I do like well, it's not even a package, but I like that I created like a gift card because I feel like it's a good gift. Like I feel oh. like gifting someone like that's getting married a styling package for like a wedding wardrobe event or whatever. The best gift for a friend. Nobody needs another bottle of champagne. This is such a good engagement gift. I agree. Like for, yes, like even a bachelorette gift, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. like that's fun. Like if I were getting married and someone was my friends gave that to me and they were like this girl is gonna help you put together sick ass looks yeah I would have been like this is so fun this is great I'm and I gifting it, it as my next th- my next friend who gets engaged or married I'm gifting this what are like the a quick synopsis of the pa- actual packages I mean it doesn't have to be wedding but like basically it's like you could get one look styled and there's like a package for wedding wardrobe and there's a package for just like normal event styling you could do one look three ways which is like for like for me for example I would never want someone to just do a look for me like I would need three options yeah then you can do three looks like three looks one way so Mm -hmm. like give me three wedding events that you need styling for three weddings that you're a guest at that you need styling for there's a bridesmaids package so like I will help you put together your bridesmaids dresses like the mood board the inspiration the cut like choose the colors is about to be your yeah I feel like that's a great one because yes in the end you kind of want your girls to be able to pick out what they wear but like all of the stuff that you give them all the guidelines even down to like helping them pick something out totally do that full bachelorette package like doing your bachelorette trip all of your outfits and then like the consultations like the wedding consultation and the bachelorette consultation for like planning purposes because that's another thing that I have found that I've just progressively gotten better and better at doing we need to do a whole episode on your styling tips this just came to me but where can people find these packages? You ha- go through my Instagram and it's linked in my bio. The website is. I'm going. This is the one thing that actually was an obstacle for me. And I was like, you know what? This is the confidence thing. I was like, just get the F over it. I am having like a domain issue. Like I have a domain and it will not like register back up to my Shopify account. So they're not clicking. And I've spent countless hours trying to get them to click. And I've asked John for help. And this whole time, I'm like, well, I can't launch until that clicks. And it's like, no, just launch it. Like, you can figure that out later. And so it's all the same stuff. It's just, like, with the Shopify handle. And so I did it. And, you know, whatever. There will always be tech issues. Like, and we just so happen to talk about them publicly. Everyone has tech issues. I think we – 
But like, it's like this podcast. Like we have many tech issues. No tech issues. No, I can't even deal with it. Anyways, if you're listening to the pod, uh, you actually can get 20% off the styling packages. I did put a code in. If you do for lovers only, you can get 20% off. And maybe next week I'll have a better code for you that's honey, we're home oriented. But if you're listening, you heard it here first. Yeah. Like okay. every everything we ever do that's cool, you'll hear it here first. Yes. Do you want to get into the first email? Yeah. Okay. Please hit on the fact that whenever one partner, aka me, works from home, that it feels like it's more of a responsibility to do the house chores because I love a clean home, but also can't be the only one contributing because I'm there working. Also, how it's really ingrained in our culture because most of our parents had a different household dynamic. The bar is literally so low for men. Like, even doing their laundry or dishes is like a gold star when it should just be the bare minimum. I love this for us because we have two totally different perspectives on this. Not different perspectives, but, like, the roles are reversed for us. So we can, like, Mm -hmm. offer both sides. Yeah. I did write down to share that I am the work-from-home partner. And so this was absolutely a conversation we had. And what was so, like just bizarre for us was like okay we didn't live together before we were married but we lived in the same apartment building like we spent all the time together like dividing chores wasn't like really a thing then like it wasn't a problem then when we were together during covid the only argument we ever had that i was like this is so actually boycotted was i would be like john the trash needs to go out because it would like smell and he would be like okay like i'll do it and i'm like okay, we'll, like, do it now. And he's, like, well, I'll, like, do it in a few hours. I'm, like, there was, like, a trash service. I was, like, you literally can't get up and tie the trash bag together and set it outside the door. Like, seriously, like, do it now. But that was it. Then, during COVID, we're all at home together, so we all see everything that each other does. But John slowly went back to work, and I stayed at home. And I was, like, I'm doing all the invisible tasks. Every mental chore is on me. And I'm doing, like, way more of the physical stuff. And it was so infuriating. It's exhausting. Yeah. So we had a conversation about it. And he prides himself on like helping. And I remember being like, hey, these are all the things that I do that you don't even know I do. Like when I ask you, like, what are we going to have for dinner? I'm the person at home. So like I'm physically waking up thinking about what we're going to eat for dinner because I have to unthaw something Mm -hmm. in the freezer. Yeah. I'm physically thinking about what we're going to eat for the week or what you like or what you don't like because I'm making the grocery list and then doing the grocery shopping question that's such a good point in the podcast episode that I'll reference in a bit that I listened to before this because that it's like the person who's cooking actually has to do so much more work beyond that like when you were doing the grocery shopping the meal planning the thawing of the meat who was then cooking that's the thing is it like we would both cook and John does cook more than me like now but there was a time when we both cooked Mm -hmm. and I think that because he cooked he thought like it all evened out no that's what this okay so the podcast episode that not to cut you off but no yeah I like that you can relate to this girl writing in because it's opposite and this let me just preface this is why this episode was like hard for me you guys are always saying you want us to get deep and be vulnerable well guess what I like almost cried when we were gonna do this episode and I've kind of been uh what's the word are you like dreading procrastinating dreading dreading this episode because it really makes me feel guilty and I know and listen I'm self-aware I know things are gonna change but like I know for a fact Mike does much more 
of the invisible work yeah which is what you just talked about which yeah. is kind of those like behind the scenes things it's a that, they're mental chores that are more of the mental uh, uh, an example of this would be like submitting a maintenance request when something goes wrong in the apartment yeah to our apartment buildings um management company that's something like i'm like hey mike the the drain's clogged again can you submit a maintenance request when really it would take me three minutes to do that yeah and i have once out of the 50 maintenance or requests. like being mike has to make sure that he's home when just because he works from home doesn't mean that like he doesn't have other things going on he has to make sure that he's home and not on a call and not right. in the middle of a work thing when the maintenance person comes right and don't get me wrong i i'm i'm not trying to sit here and like shit on myself i do a lot of i yeah. i do do some of the invisible work there's so much of it to be done so i know i know what i do i'm just saying like it very i know it he knows it Mike does more <laughs> of all the work. Yeah. Um invisible and tangible. That just like is why I've uh, been dreading this topic because but I know like that is something that like I want to change not only for our relationship because it's fair to him, but I do think if one person in the couple in the relationship continues to do much more of the work for long periods of time, that builds such resentment. Like, I wouldn't blame him if he started to resent me because of it. Yeah. And Mike is literally a man written by a woman. Yeah, no, Mike is Mike is historically the woman that does those <laughs> invisible mental chores. Not like, that's... Well, no, that's, like, historically... It's, it's a great perspective because it just shows how, like... Yeah, well, like we do still just because we live in a generation where like division of labor isn't necessarily decided by gender and we can get into like some of that stuff. I'm still like like bitch, I'm not taking the trash downstairs, but like, yeah. OK, see, I take the trash out. That's good for you. I, I'll do it sometimes. I, I can sit here and name all the things I like. I, for example, I wrote down like Louis maintenance. That dog takes a lot of. Maintenance. Yeah, it does. Four walks per day. Yeah, I do always do the morning one. Sometimes. The after dinner one, depending if I'm home or not. I'm just not home as much as Mike. That's the thing. It's like no matter how you cut the cloth, there's one person doing more. Mm -hmm. And like usually it boils down to what's going on behind the scenes. And then my big thing is like not being acknowledged for it. The one thing I do think that you do really well with Mike is like you (laughs) always, always, always acknowledge what he does. Yeah. I'm like saying I don't think that it would ever lead to resentment because even in my conversation with John, we're like, that was the only time that I ever was like, I feel like I have to point out to you all of the things that I do. Mm-hmm. He was so embarrassed. Like, he was like, if there is one thing that I'm not going down for, yeah, it's being the guy that didn't help. Yeah. Like, he was so embarrassed that now he, like, works overtime to overcompensate that, like, he's doing as much as he possibly can. It's not to help, but, like, in conjunction with me. However, the thing that really pushes the envelope for me in a really positive way mm-hmm. is it like he is constant constantly acknowledging what I do that's like how to solve this at the end of the day when there is that uneven division of labor yeah the fact that you sat him down and showed him everything and he was so embarrassed like that just shows I mean John's not a dumb guy like no he and he's not an unhelpful guy. He just yeah. was like, how did I? He didn't realize. In most heterosexual cisgender relationships, it's the woman who, it's most of the time the woman who's stuck doing most of the work. And, you know, I just think like a lot of times it's because the men literally does not realize. So yeah. if it takes having to sit your husband down and say like, honey, 
this is all of the stuff I'm doing. I just want you to be more aware of that. And I do just need to feel a little more acknowledged. And, you know, in an ideal world, you would pitch in and take on some of these mental, invisible work, yeah. tangible work tasks. And then he is receptive to it and actually does. That's 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 where we're number going. one. The reality of it is, is that like the stuff has to get done, right? If you're not doing it, someone else even if they don't realize, but like even if it's say it's Mike, for example, and like there were certain things that he didn't even realize he needed to like go in behind the scenes to make something actually happen because you were like so busy and he was so busy and he just like wasn't getting done. Someone had to start doing those things and he's just the one that started to do them so that like yeah. you could actually execute things as a couple when you needed to or like have your life be a certain way. And ideally it's just that like both parties understand that that is a reality of life. Mm-hmm. And I think a good thing is to always reassess because that might you're in a new season of life that might weird like he, Mike has a new job well a new role. Yeah I mean technically my, it could switch. Oh it's a oh it is like. This year already with his new role and everything. He has to go to L.A. for a week. Right. Like things are going to switch for you. He's going to be like traveling more. And that's going to be very hard for me because. And I'm the type of person where I'm like, okay, like if I'm going to have to do more of the work with Louis, we hire a dog walker. Like because I just. But that's okay. Which I'm going. I'm willing to ask for help. Like Mike is. Mike will break his back and be like, no, no, we don't need a walker. I The problem with that, though, is that I like have known people like this but like when you are when you feel adamant to do something yourself just to say that you did it yourself that's Mike nobody's winning yeah you're overwhelmed you're stressed out you can't do it all well Mm -hmm. you're doing it almost as like uh, like to have leverage yeah over the other person you're unhappy they're unhappy Mike's very if you haven't noticed he's the more practical one with money in our relationship so like (laughs) at the end of the day I'm like, I'll You'll pay, just pay for someone. help. But that's okay. Like, I was listening to a panel last night that was like, you you try. You try to do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it's like with taxes. Like, if you try, you don't know what's going to make you pull your hair <laughs> out until you do it, until you try oh, it. Yeah. And then once you learn that, if you have the ability to say, like, for me, I have to outsource that thing. But other people outsource this other thing. And, like, I actually don't mind doing it. Right. So I'll do that myself. But I'm going to outsource this. Be okay with that. And never, ever, ever. Also, look at your partner and be like, we shouldn't be paying for that amount of help because mm-hmm. you're not you're not paying so that you don't have to do it. You're paying so that they don't have to do it. You have no idea what's going through their head. Yeah. Like, trust them. Like, that's okay. Yeah. No, I, I will never feel bad about asking for help. I don't care. I mean, like, the fact of the matter is I don't want my career to slow down. I do think that it is time for me to support more in those thing and and I'm fine with that I recognize that like Mike hasn't asked me to but I want to no it's an ebb and flow yeah. no I one thing I've always hate I always rave about my marriage counselor but there was one thing that she said that I was like I just I don't think that that's the way that life works anymore at least for us she when she asked us about division of labor she was like so who does what and we were like we like go where is needed, which now I know. And also after this pod, I know that like a lot of us in this new generation operate this way. But mm-hmm. to her point, we're conditioned to have like separate rules. She was like adamant that like th- each person needed to have their responsibilities and always be accountable for them. I like that. That's like running. So, OK, this podcast episode that you guys all need to listen yeah. to. It was actually very helpful. I 
got bits and pieces from it, but it's called, one of you DM'd it to me, by the way. I didn't find this on my own. This was a listener said, before you do this episode, listen to this. And I was like, okay. Parent data with Emily Oster. And it was, they've done studies on all around the division of labor and showing how and why women are stuck with it normally. Basically, they did this study where like, they pulled literal schools, like school administrative staff, and they were like, who do you call when the, there's anything wrong with the kid? If the kid has throws up at school, whatever. And they were always like, oh, like majority, I forget the percentage, but the majority of schools were like the mom. like because, And they were like, why? And they were like, well, because the dad is busy at work or we don't want to bother the dad. And so that it just like, it, it's they always are going to the mom. But do you know why I think though that's a problem is because why are we not focusing on making the invisible work visible like everyone is just like it's invisible work it's only invisible because we don't make it visible like well that's the thing like the the person in this podcast episode was like it was like the lawyer or whatever that she was interviewing she was like I had to make a list of all an excel sheet to show my husband and it was like a hundred different tasks and it's like I I keep up to date when the cars need the oil changes and I did and it was all these little things that the husband was like, whoa. <laughs> like, they don't realize. Yeah. And if they, okay, A, ideally, in the generation that, like, our kids' generation, this is not even a thing that, like, a spouse will even have to, like, expose to them because we will raise them always, like, on my side as a mom and hopefully on John's side as a dad, like, that invisible stuff will always be taught as already visible. Like, you will go into a relationship yeah. already knowing that stuff gets done, whether you're a boy or girl. Like, I don't care because I don't think that it's your partner's responsibility to, like, teach you that. It was the parent's responsibility. That being said, like, we're the product of, like, a generation that, like, didn't believe that those things were tasks that really belonged to both gender. Like, they believed mm-hmm. in gender roles in the house. So that's where we are. And you know what? Like, we can't change that that's where we are. I'm like, fine, that's where we are. I'm not going to like be a brat about it and be like, I don't have to teach you anything. No, we're just going to get on the same page and then make it different for the next generation. Yeah. But like John does this thing at work and it's, I think it's called plug and play, which is like everyone should know how to do everybody else's job so that like if somebody leaves, like you can step in. And that is how I think we run our household in like the most Smart. ideal way. I understand every task that he does, how much work goes behind it. Same for me. A, it means that like I'm not going to take you for granted and you're not going to take me for granted. Mm-hmm. B, it means acknowledgement is never ending. Even after we hosted game day the other day, I was like, we're really like, I was like, we're, we did really well, like throwing this together last minute. And he was like, oh, well, like it's because of you. And I said, I don't know what you mean. Like we literally were did together all that day. And he was like, right. But like you when we got married like you put things on the registry that were like bowls that would be good for like when we host people like you made sure that we had like serving stuff that is very just like introspective of him yeah like he was like he was like we have everything that we need he's like when we clean stuff out and when I wanted to like throw away these cups and napkins it's like you make sure that there's a place for them and then we keep them for stuff like this so that we're prepared yeah for these things like there's so much mental foresight yeah. And I, but that, because but he knows. But I think knows. you hit on a good point, which was going to be, like, one of the things I, I was going to say to solve it, because I have noticed, like, 
the, the reason I'm able to acknowledge all that Mike does, and again, I swear I don't do nothing. Like, please. No, you do a lot. I'm I really do. I like, but the reason I think the best way, instead of like making this big list and being like, look at what I all I do, yeah. especially before you have kids, do things, do as much as you can together. Not only will it bring you closer, not only will it function as a little activity together, yeah. it'll open your eyes to doing everything together. For example, I'm... I'm I maintain Louis's Louis's hygiene and his beauty. Yeah, shocker. But like brushing a dog's teeth is super important. Yeah, and men don't realize it. Like that's something where I'm like, I am brushing Mike's. Not Mike's. You're saying Louis's I'm, do- I'm doing now. this. Yeah, like watch me do it. Yes, that's like, what. Say you're doing something. Like yeah. instead of you don't have to do the list if you don't want to, but like say shoot him a text. Tell them right. Hey, by the way. I'm doing this right now. Just like right. bring don't keep them in the dark. Or grocery shopping. I the I used to feel really bad. Okay, so Mike does majority of our grocery shopping too. Again, he's a man written by a woman. Now we do it together. We do when we can together. Yeah, like we started doing it together now too on Sundays. And it's, it's honestly like fun. It's a little yeah. date. Yeah. Um and when we as much as we can, we do it together. But when he alone does he used to turn to me and be like, hey, what groceries do we want for the week? Like, what do you, what should we be doing? And even though I already I knew know where this is going because be I the, and Mike. Yeah. He would be the one like cooking the meals and stuff. So I'd be, I literally would be like, oh, I don't know, like healthy vegetables and meats, it, like get and whatever. And that's, that is like the most infuriating answer anyway. Yeah. Well, like never. I didn't understand why he would get so frustrated and be like, no, like, let's make a list, though. Like, help me. Yeah. I was like, Mike, I don't. Th-. And then I would gaslight him. This is me, like, truly being vulnerable. I would gaslight him and be like, why do you always need me to make decisions? That's. John would say to me, I just can't make a decision right now. I'm sorry. I don't want to. Like, literally, do you just want me to do everything for you? Right. And and, and he and it caused contention. Like, he would get frustrated and be like, help me make this fucking yeah. grocery list. Yeah. And now I see because, well, when I go grocery shopping, I don't ask him for help and I just buy whatever. And also and the bill is, that's what I was going to say. The bill is way more. There's mental work in grocery shopping, which is like I pay attention to the price. I get every store I go to. I know which store has the best price produce and lasts the longest. So does he. I would never know. Right. But like that's part of like providing for your family also is like that is so much mental work it's like when I make the list I know exactly how long things are going to last and what it's going to be and I know the budget we're working with yeah and like to stick to that is mental work yeah and well that's just smart strategic grocery shopping we need it's not just smart strategic because it takes time and attention yeah and it like takes research yeah like you have to be a planning what you're shopping and diligently being intentional and paying attention to it as you do it each week and throughout the week as you eat yeah like mike will be like oh he'll go from trader joe's to also shop yeah different stores and he'll be like oh because the chicken was on sale at Shoprite." i would never even know yeah call me immature call me whatever you want i would never know what produce produce is on sale where call me entitled i they have sale signs well, okay, yes, I know with the sales, but I don't know how much a pound of chicken should cost. Oh, so Do you know but I know. Like when we went to Whole Foods the other week and after church for grocery shopping, and I was like, I want to try Whole Foods as a grocery store. And John was like, why? Like, I just don't want to do that. And I was like, but we need to try it for like prices or whatever. I got 
a lot of salmon because the salmon was on sale. My tactic is though, and my therapist tells me that this is not manipulation. It's called leading your partner. And I'm <laughs> all for that. Maybe this is what Mike does to me. But I just act like I can't think to myself. I just act like I have to think out loud. So I will be like, oh, like, usually salmon is like $26.99 a pound at this place. And I'm like, I guess last week it was like this much at that place. But like, this is saying that it's like actually on sale for this here this week. So like, I guess what it would make the most sense is to like get three pounds of this here and like cut it up and freeze it for two weeks. Because technically, like, it would be saving X amount of money. Because like, I have noticed that like, it's consistently this amount at every other store, including the store that we've been going to. Mike does this shit. So I just talk out loud. And then I'm like, at some point, it's going to, like, osmosis absorb into you. Yeah. But I think it's easy for the other person in that situation to be like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it. Buy the salmon and well, You have to it. be dedicated to. Yeah. The other thing that I have that's a tip that we do is, like, you know the chore that you hate? Mm-hmm. And in an ideal relationship, the chore that you hate is not the chore that the other person hates. But that happens sometimes. So John and I set aside time like every Sunday or like a Saturday morning. It doesn't matter. Whenever it works for us during that week, we switch off doing we both hate dishes and laundry, but we do them at the same time. So there is no resentment because sometimes and I'm just being honest with you. That's smart. I'm being honest with you because sometimes I'm putting away the laundry and I'm like, this is actually so effing annoying. Like he's just like he's at work and like I have other work that I need to get done that I'm not getting done right now because I'm sitting here doing the laundry and like he'll never even like realize how much time it took for us. Yeah, and I don't like putting it away, and John doesn't like putting away, and neither of us like doing the dishes. So what helps is I'm like, and this might be self-serving, but it does work. When I'm like, well, he's just as miserable doing the dishes in the other room. I'm like, well, so it's fine. I mean, it's smart. It's like, let's take that time. Like, we just, both know we're miserable us, at the same time. For us, that would, like, laundry, I, on the phone with Brooke the other day, I was like, you have a baby, so I want to hear your perspective if it, like, gets way worse. Yeah. And she said, yes, it does. It does. But the laundry is a never-ending cycle in my household you would think that there's a house of 10 children living there yeah the laundry is just there's it's never done but I've accepted that and I've come to terms with the fact that it will never just be like completely done 90% of the time there's a massive pile of both of our clothes on our bedroom floor right now there is and I think now that I have will have more free time that'll change like I'm gonna be more on top of that but the laundry just will never get done but I do do our laundry he'll help fold that's good yeah I don't like to put it I mean we like have to send it out I just the point is like if choose the chore you hate and yes commit to like do that for your partner like do their chore that they hate and you do their chore that they hate here's also one of my questions as I've said in previous episodes I'm Captain Fun Okay, so I plan our social life. I plan trips. I plan big happenings. I plan dinners. I plan a lot of our dates. I well, he does too. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) And Mike's and like I don't. Mike's Superman. I don't know how he does it all. He's very good at his job. He works crazy hours too. But does being Captain Fun count as labor? And I would argue that it does. No, it does. It's it just counts that, like, towards the overall happiness and well-being of the couple. No, it does count. But it the thing is, is like there are so many things that nobody wants to do. And when all of the things that no one wants to do fall on one person, yes. it's like being bad cop, good cop in 
in in parenting like you cannot always be bad cop mm-hmm. like just because the other person is good at being good cop like sometime you guys need to learn like that's my point everybody should know how to do every single job and right. then just in our generation I think it's just committing to continually communicating and reassessing to say what works for us right now like in these next few months for you being bad cop in terms of like the labor whether it's physical invisible mental whatever mm-hmm. might be needed in like that phase of life and like that's okay and you're, you're not going to enjoy it but yeah. Mike like didn't enjoy it and then maybe Mike can do fun planning or he, he needs to learn how to do it right because once you start doing all of the stuff you don't want to do then the fun planning starts to feel like a huge chore also and you're going to feel like I actually do everything this is not this doesn't make doing the fun planning fun like it right, just makes right. me annoyed right but like it does count the more you can run your household this sounds like a death but the more you can run your relationship and household when it comes to responsibilities like a business the better yeah and and that's nobody ever wants to be stuck in the same role for no. five years so but it has to get done it has to get done it's a business it has to get done. Just because you, no one really cares. It. That's the point too. I think for guys, mainly is like, I don't really care if you don't want to do it. Like that's a huge misconception. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense why it's a misconception. It's so bizarre. You even have to explain this. But when guys are like, oh, I just need to rest for a second. I've had a long day. Like, oh, I just don't want to do it. Bitch, I don't want to do it. I. What makes you right. think that I want to do it? Right. I'm like just it's just that ready it's to- this is. This is what has to get done so that our house can function. That's point A, B, C, and D. Like, that's right. just it. It really is. And the worst that we've fallen into sometimes is that, like, things just don't get done by either. Yeah. And then, like, your mental health oh, goes God, by the way. Oh, God, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> which has um, happened lately. Which but. has happened to all of us. Seriously. And it makes it hard to bounce back. Do Ooh. we want to read the second email about porn? This starts out, hi, ladies. Thank you for all you do for the married partners out there. I have a question, and I'm wondering if you will talk about porn use once you are married is it okay for husbands to get born question mark follow subreddits of naked women what about follow like and comment on a woman's instagram that posts risque pictures why is it always women who look nothing like their wives i recently came across my husband's search history and now i can't undo all that i have un that i have seen i feel very confused about it all now i'm not sure if i should tell him i snooped too i was just curious first of all thank you so much to this listener for writing in we keep all of our emails anonymous so yeah. obviously this but that was too. a vulnerable one they really this is a very vulnerable yeah. one so thank you gives us great content so thank you for that going through each question first one is it okay for husbands to look at porn yes i think so i'm i'm a i think in a in the best relationship you look at it together Make it make it a little part of your sex life. Not every freaking time. But I think porn's fine. However, let's not get obsessed with it. And the the subreddits of naked yeah, women. Yeah, that's I think the first point that we have to make. Is that because I think the porn conversation is very simple. Like what you just said. Personally, I have no opinions on if it's okay or not. Or not. Like it's your relationship. So like the best advice ever is just do what works for you guys so like if that's something that you guys have agreed upon it's just about communicating and making sure that both parties are okay with whatever's happening and that you both agree with and respect each other's boundaries whether it's to do it or not to do it like it doesn't matter like I have no opinions on what's right or wrong like you do what works for you that's it that's okay that's its own thing right I think the rest of it is a very separate including the 
and then you've got like this the do i tell that i snooped but remove the porn thing now the rest of it is a whole separate issue i've never heard of a subreddit with naked women i, didn't I haven't either <laughs> first of all reddit is a mean nasty dark place when a I, guy uses Reddit, yeah. red flag. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, Reddit should be deleted off the world, but... Yeah, go know. to Quora or whatever. When I look up something that needs, like, a oh like God, a um, a Reddit review, there's always a Q-U-O-R-A or something. There's, oh, like, a yeah, forum yeah. that I'm always sure. pops up under, and I only look at that one. Cause so, it, yeah. I mean, if Mike were looking... I'm putting myself in her shoes. If Mike were looking at subreddits of naked women, I'd be like... Okay, I guess it's a form of pornography, but I'd be it like fully. I mean, I guess we it would also have to look depends. At the actual definition. It also depends how often. I don't know. I would just be like, okay, that. Well, that's red just flag. very bizarre because you're following that threat. No, like that's your. You have an account. Like you have a Reddit account, right? Like that's how that would right. work. I don't know. Like you're just taking a lot of steps to be involved in something. It only feels. It feels like extramarital at that point. Right. Right. It feels like a little too much effort to like see a picture of a naked woman. So then then you've got the, the next step, which is like the I do not like other women's posts on Instagram like that. Like the risque oh, photos. Yeah. I think it's actually a symptom of idiocracy. Like do yeah. even if you're looking at them, which you shouldn't be to physically like it, you must be top tier idiot. Yeah. You don't have to like a photo to see it. I mean, that's public record. Like you are literally if it's Emily Rodakowski and I see yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's what she's referring to. Well, that's the thing. If it's if if it's just a hot girl on Instagram, if it's like anybody who's not famous, immediately no. Like absolutely not. You're not no. liking a risque picture. No. If, is it like porno she's referring to? No, I think to? it's like um like like naked girls yeah like i think it's girls that cater to a predominantly like male audience like like she's saying that they like these are accounts that are like continuously like they're posting like hot girls basically like say it's a say it's like a big a predominantly male account they just post photos of like girls butts or something oh yeah no that's i mean that's just like pervy weird that's okay but (laughs) it is on top of all of that my bottom line point in this is it's so disrespectful to your partner because of the optics do you understand the position that this puts her in as your wife yeah like you know when you're scrolling through instagram and a suggested account comes up where it says like liked by and it's someone that you yeah follow imagine her friend scrolling through instagram and sees this post you know, or her friend's boyfriend sees this post and the first person it says liked it was this girl's husband. Absolutely Imagine not. you're commenting on a girl's post that is posting something risque and you're making a comment on it. I laughed at the comments. The, that is the weirdest thing to me. If, if the, a like is one thing, still very bad, absolutely no. A comment what are we commenting? I I guess like it's hard yes, for like me to what even do you want out of this? Right. Like it's like you're asking, you're like intentionally being, I feel like disrespectful at this point because guys are like, oh, I'm okay that I'm okay with myself that I like those photos. That's great. I don't really care with what you're cool with or not cool with. It's about how this portrays your wife. Like there are yeah. a few options here. A other women see how your husband carries themselves yeah. and they think Either A, um, I feel so bad for her, she doesn't know what he does. B, wow, like he cheats on her. And C, he has deep-seated issues. Yeah, or just like, 
that's so like you are not carrying yourself like somebody who is in a loving relationship no that is loyal to your partner that cares about protecting your partner's integrity and image I mean it's just yeah it's it's an end of the day women say like if they get cheated on or whatever it's not embarrassing for them because it's private yeah it's not embarrassing because like they weren't enough for their partner it's because everyone else in the world knew something that they didn't yeah it's like they were kept in the dark about their own relationship yeah or a partner was I mean it's just disrespectful it's, that yeah it's all like of it publicly saying I don't give a fuck about my relationship and this guy's already looking at porn so like I don't really see the need mm-hmm. like to be that disrespectful I don't I just don't see what his motive what are we get what are we going for when you're commenting and liking like hot slutty photos on Instagram all that to say I say a def- definitely address amounts to being like but we've been over this before i like don't give a shit about that like call the son of a bitch out don't be listen like be sorry that you got caught like yeah. don't be sorry that you snooped like he can't be mad at you that you found it just be mad that you did it in the first place and got caught well and here's the thing she said why is it always women looking nothing like their wives yeah that's that's i i'm secure enough in my relationship where again if i find mike I don't I don't even know if Mike watches porn on his own truly but if I found out he was watching porn of like hot twin brunettes (laughs) you would be like you don't care I I wouldn't I wouldn't care I'd be like honestly go off so I don't care about that it's the it's the public aspects if I saw Mike going on Instagram and liking and commenting on hot twin brunettes photos I would punch him in no, the face. No, it just, to me, it means, like, they really do not hold you in high regard. Like, yeah. they don't, res- that's why I think, like, well, he can't be mad that you found it. He just has to be mad that you got caught. Because eventually, if you didn't snoop, someone was going to see the photos he was liking. Yeah. And they were going to send them to you. Like, it was going to come to light regardless. Well, so and I d- need to know, like, with all these questions, what is their intimacy and sex life like? Is there nothing happening? Is there... I mean, I, I, she's right in every aspect. He's very in the wrong throughout this whole situation. But I think when porn and whatever else, subreddits, really become a huge issue yeah. is if he's only going to that and if not there's to nothing. But even the thing with, like, and not to say, like, this is why I just think it needs to be a conversation. And whether it needs to be a quick conversation or this is, like, something that you end up saying, I would love if we went to counseling about this. I don't think that this can't be resolved at all, but no. I just think it's a lack of perspective and awareness on his part and probably a deeper issue because even the episode we did about like self-care, like what work we get done and we were making jokes about like the, um, the, how much it costs and it's a fixed cost and all the comments on those videos were like, yeah, it's like the guys that like all the Instagram model photos, but then refuse to let their wife get Botox that do you like all these things that I'm reading in this email to me even though I get it like they're limited to these subjects they just filter down to other issues that I can already see forming off of this which is like he thinks that one type of woman is for sexual pleasure and one type of woman is for convenience and marriage it's for like partnership and that's so sexist to put women in those boxes like don't do that and don't have certain expectations of your partner and then 
and then like have different expectations for someone that you're watching sexually and then have limitations on your partner but then you're getting that from somewhere else it's all very disrespectful and warped well then it also causes like the girl to get insecure and feel like she needs to like it's put mean. out don't you feel like it's and, it's very mean to your partner yeah yes like this the, the put yeah i mean the putting in boxes which i i don't know if that's what's happening in this case but i it get what sounds you're like it because you're on the subreddits and the instagram accounts like yeah. you're but that's just not fair to any woman at all ever I like just, the instagram model has a life and a personality she's not only there for like sex appeal okay and like yeah. your wife has sex appeal and she's not only there because she cooks and cleans for you i would i would just urge her to definitely talk to him yeah and be like what honestly like i would if 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 i'm putting myself in her shoes if this were mike i'd be very concerned yeah i don't i would not like to find that search history like i would just be like I would kind of go to the extreme and be like, I think you need to cut out everything cold turkey, like everything even down to the porn and like, let's work on us. Like, why are you get? why do you feel like you need to go to all of these different sexual things? Yeah. Um, like, let's work on us and see how that does. But like, I don't like you doing all this and you, and I would nip the public commenting right in the butt because that's just... I would. Okay, so we're going to skip Lover War today and we're going to go right to a short little recap of the saga that has us all by the chokehold. When this episode comes out, it'll be a week and a weekend. Yeah. Of Risa Tisa. Risa Tisa. Should I preface it? Because you've watched actually 52 parts of it. Yeah, I. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't going to watch eight hours worth of TikToks about this. Yeah. But I've watched some recaps, basically synopsis, and then I'll let yeah, you. Yeah, you synopsis. Yes. So basically, okay, Risa Tisa is this woman on, is that her full name? reason that we want to talk about this is because it's, she started this series on TikTok that's and she lives in Atlanta. insanely viral. Yeah. Called Who the Fuck Did I Marry? So it's about marriage. Um, basically, she married this man who she, who told her a lot of extremely detailed things about himself down to like his family that he had five siblings he was so 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 close to each and every one of them um down to about how how he was making so much money and was gonna buy them a house just very detailed things about himself which she later found out every single one not one of these things about himself was true pathological liar obviously this is after she married him i think at one point she got pregnant yeah she did we'll get into that because that's one of my points that put her in a weird spot obviously now there's like okay if you guys want a full thing about this there's there's multiple podcasts about this whole situation out there it's starting a larger cultural conversation of like like should we be outing people i've seen people say like should should because then like thus now like now that she's outing him it's then like backfiring on her and everything all this kind of stuff she was very clear about why she did this and i will well, immediately defend her on and that she's such a good storyteller can we just say she's that? a fantastic also like she said one of the big points i took from this is it and even when we were having our conversation about single friends we are in an age frame where we have um a lot of friends and like we don't know because we've never been in this situation so it could easily be us as well like we really do not know 
but we have a lot of friends who could be very vulnerable to say, well, I'm ready to get married. And so A, they settle down with someone who might not be the perfect person for them, but the timing is right, right? Right. Or B, their desire to get married causes them to overlook a series of things that would really technically and in reality make that partner incompatible for them but they can't see that right now right and I'm not I'm fully obviously on Risa Tisa's side but when I was and I didn't watch every part so I don't know the details but throughout all this I was like how and why did she just like not get solid proof about all of these lies no she did and the she started built they were only together for like a year and a half in total so like they they she started building it very early on it just was like he was such a gaslighter that like she found that confronting him about them like made it worse and so she like started to build her case slowly but like kind of some of the just very bizarre unincriminating lies came out first so she was like at first when she was building her case she was like i'm trying to just put it together at this point like why would he lie about this or like what's really going on So let me just, like, try to find out more. And then when, like, the second something kind of incriminating came out, she filed for divorce immediately. Good girl. So it was, like, but she says, she says, I, she, multiple times, she's, like, do not get me wrong. Like, she's, like, I, there were so many red flags. I must, it was the flags of the United Nation, and I must have been colorblind. Yeah. I mean, when you're dealing with a professional gaslighter, it's very easy. Or, like she said, she said, I was just ready to get married. And I think that's the bottom line, too, is, like, do not let your desire to get married and start a family overpower the situation that you're actually in. And she said, that's why I'm making these videos. Right. Like, people, like you said, people who we know, people in everyday life, let their desire to get married cause them to actually overlook red flags on a way smaller scale. Like, this is just, this is on a crazy, like, this man was truly. Yeah, finish your, you want to finish your synopsis? Or my synopsis oh the I, thing I, I was like um yeah i mean what else I, that's all i know he okay <laughs> well basically I like yeah like, summary part like shout out to tiffany who works at betches she yeah. did a three-part series summarizing oh, smart it was like on the betches tiktok that's what i watched that's what you watched and it was like a um it was just like going through the whole risa tisa situation for those of us that don't feel yeah. like watching 52 parts on tiktok i think in the end basically he definitely has like a lot of mental health issues but he was impersonating the life of a brother that he had he oh, told this girl he was like a vp um kids like all of this stuff he was impersonating this life of this brother that he actually lied about um and you know obviously he was trying to get her the house the car said that he had all of this money had an offshore account had all these accounts uh, over time like he wouldn't show her these accounts and it yeah. was like raising flags for her in the end he had been married multiple times before with multiple divorces and never told her about mm. he was a convicted felon mm. warrants out for his arrest lied about his social security number was broke filed um like a pauper document in his divorce meaning he couldn't afford to pay legal fees tried to buy a house for seven hundred thousand dollars and all cash for them meanwhile the checking account statements that he was showing was showing her were like screenshots from google of chase accounts he was saying he lived in san diego and san diego state never ever even visited san diego never went to california never left the east coast i don't know whether to think this man is he was a forklift operator the whole time he's honestly really smart He's mentally. He's very dumb, but also 
that the amount of effort it takes to lie like that, the amount of like, I think you have to be really fucking smart to be like a, an evil yeah. genius to be a really good liar like that. Like he, like my original question, like why didn't she ask for proof? Like that's proof. He was no. giving proof. No, he was giving. That's why she's like he had a pre-approval letter from the bank for the house with the mortgage offer. And so I like, wouldn't she, even know how to lie. She said this well. a million times. She was like, I just kept saying like, but I saw that with my own two eyes. So like, so here are some of the things that I have thoughts on. My first one is, what in the world is a Facebook dating site? She said that she met him. Like, that was a There's first a Facebook case. site for everything. Okay, so she's like, I met him on a dating app and a Facebook dating site. And I was like, number one, don't, please, nobody meet somebody on a Facebook dating site. Let's just not. It's a hot take. I love Facebook. Yeah, but for a dating <laughs> site, I think that's. There's no yeah, other, yeah. every other app, you have to be like a verified Vetted. user. Like that is, that's like number one way to get catfished. Okay, number two. This is something that I think as a, as a person in a relationship and like married and, and she did not dwell on how this was red flag, but I was watching this and I almost started crying. They got pregnant shortly and that's why she was trapped in the relationship for so long. They got pregnant shortly after they started yeah. dating but they had already decided they wanted to get married this is like a few months in so obviously nothing is like concerning for her yet yeah them getting pregnant led to like the engagement and all of this stuff and so she was already in it and however she had a miscarriage his birthday was the day of the miscarriage and while she went to go to the emergency room to get diagnosed with whether she could pass it naturally, take the pill, or do a DNC, she ended up having to take the pill and do the DNC. Uh, he said, are we still going to celebrate my birthday tonight? Yeah. Like, that to me actually sent me over the edge. Then she did take the pill that night, and she's like, I don't wish this upon any woman. It's the most excruciating pain I've ever been in in my life. Okay, yes. But she made it seem like he was like, since you're not taking the pill until after my birthday dinner, we're good to go. You're you're See, already no, like you're already losing the baby. You are already bleeding and cramping. You just aren't taking the pill until after dinner. That is disgusting to me. Yeah. Like that is not support. And I already was like, for you like to be in that position where you were so unsupported, yeah. like never, ever, ever let that fly. She proceeded to still have a DNC, which means complications. Like, she really downplayed this part as if, like, she knew it was serious, but he, like, didn't come to the appointment, and she made the storyline about him not showing up to the appointment that he was faking having an assistant that she was communicating with if he needed to, like, leave work to come be with her. So she made it about the lie, and it is about the lie. But, like, the fact that he was like, I have a meeting, I can't come to the DNC appointment. I mean, that's just the classic case of a man... Like, being like, this baby, this miscarriage is a you problem, not me. Like, just because it's in your body. Like, your life, though, to have a miscarriage and then have to take the pill and then do a DNC with those complications. Like, yes, there is a level that your life is at risk. That is not love. I mean, he's selfish. I don't expect anything more from this man from what I've heard. But this is in the beginning of the relationship. This is pre-engagement. Well, didn't he do something where, like, when he proposed, it was literally just, like... Him slamming a ring down on yeah. the table, being like, so, so you're going to be my married? wife now? <laughs> yeah. Like, literally sick. Also, 
Just she said this one thing that I thought was at. She said a bunch of stuff. John's from Atlanta, and he was like actually cracking out because she used so many like Atlanta like terms. Like she was like, yeah. <laughs> when she found that he was like sexting on Facebook Messenger, like bitch, lo- a bitch loves Facebook. Obviously, him as he's a bitch, she's great. And she was like, if two plus two equals four and five plus five equals ten, then what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who said that? No, the girl said this when she confronted him about about finding that he was like sexting on facebook messengers with girls she literally walked up to him and she said if two plus two equals four and five plus five equals ten then what the fuck is this risa said this yes that's what she said to him risa i need risa to have a tv show she's hilarious but one thing she said that i thought was funny but also very true that i feel like fits into the pod narrative is she was like i didn't have to worry financially like when we were together he was like paying the bills she was like, I never had that before. It was such a feeling of always. Money, I've seen it happen in front of my eyes yeah. with relationships. People will, and a lot of times women, will just because money, they feel secure on money, they'll like look Put up past with stuff. everything else in the relationship. So she said, she said, she said, I, she said, can we talk about how I traded financial security for a mental fuck job? Yeah. Like, she was like, yeah, I got the security, and I also got a mental fuck job. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually... The money sounds like, nice. Like, was it worth it? She's like, was it worth it? Like, obviously, no, it wasn't. Also, he was, like, t- poor. No. The whole time, he was poor. He was poor, but rich in lies. I honestly, like, I just can't get over how good of a liar. Yeah. And also, the other thing studied. is it works into this, too. It was like, she... I do think that she had a disadvantage because... Yes, she came for like all of us like come from this generation where like men traditionally handle certain responsibilities like financial and all of these things. For me, like she's like uh, like something was telling me this doesn't fly. Like he's not showing me finances. But I do believe there is a part in the back of her head where she was like, right, but this is just how a traditional marriage works. Like men keep tap of the finances. Like they, yeah, we don't like talk about these more things. Of a systemic or issue. like, she's oh, not- you don't bring your marital problems outside of the home. Like you don't talk about them with your family. And I'm listening to this and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad we're living in a different generation because this might yeah. be controversial. And I know not everybody wants to operate this way. But like, A, nobody solely is responsible for one thing. We both are in this together because that's how secrets get made right there. Like she got in a fucked up position because she, she thought anybody. that it was okay for a man to just keep the finances to himself. The sad And thing he is, used her for that. The sad thing is like this probably happens a lot more than we think. Just not on such a insane No, incredibly. Scale. But this definitely happens because people, I mean, especially back in the day, like, yeah, the, ma- the man is handling the finances, the man, and the woman isn't going to tell anybody. The woman isn't going, back in the day, you think no. they were going to therapy and telling therapists? No, no. no. Like, I think that's a pitfall. She said if my mom had known, she would have gotten very protective, well, and but the marital problems stay in the home. I really don't think so. Like, I'm sorry, but a lot of us, even parents like we're talking about divorces that happened 30 years later over some stuff that went on 30 years behind the scenes that is so traumatic to that individual they will never ever be the same you can't tell me it was worth it to keep stuff a secret this is just why i'm such a proponent of like girlfriends being open about things vulnerable and open if you are facing issues in your relationship, like talk to your girlfriends about it. Because if Risa had talked to a friend early on, yes. I'm sure she could have avoided. But you have to have a friend a group where it's like, A, you complaining doesn't mean that that person sucks. Yeah. Like, but B, so that 
if you ever I have like a check in with myself if there's ever anything that John possibly did that was like so bad that I felt like I didn't want to tell my friends that is my reality check yeah like there should never be anything so bad that I don't want to tell my friends and if there is I have a problem yeah and at least take it to a counselor but that's how I keep myself in line with those things and I do think tell your family because if your family is being unreasonable I do think that you will be able to see it and like get over it or whatever or fix it together but this is how we like at least be aware to keep your family members safe in these situations when like something terrible is going on and they can't see well, it. And I hopefully don't think any of our listeners are ever going to have to deal yeah, with the I mean, seriously. scale of a situation. But to that point, I think it's hard for people to like open up and be vulnerable like that with their friends and family because it's especially if they're the first ones to bring that up. Like, yeah. Like but then once you do you realize like even my dad and I we don't get that deep that often but once you once I bring up something vulnerable whether it be like something in my relationship or something with a friend or you you realize just because they're your parent or just because they're your sibling that might put on a facade that they have their shit all together no one actually really fully does like they'll no. they'll actually appreciate you sharing something deep and vulnerable with them yeah and they'll probably share something deep and vulnerable with you back they'll either make you feel better about it like you're not alone in the situation that you're in yeah you know yeah like you're never you're not but like i think it's just hard to take the initiative of being the first to share you shouldn't care i just don't think that you should carry those things by yourself because you're fearful of other people's judgment yeah. Like I and I think that worst case scenario is that it does put a lot of people in situations where they're not only carrying secrets, but they're carrying abuse or manipulation and they don't even realize it. Like because they're so deep into it. And that takes a really huge portion of your life to like recover from. Yeah. And that's not fair because we've built this idea that like that stays within the home. Like it's just there's a line there. Yeah. There's fully a line. Talk. Or else you could be the next Risa. Don't be the next Risa. And Risa you know. is Risa. I, I hope I you never a have a peachy situation. There will, there will be a documentary. No, there on will Risa. be. I want them to interview Peaches, the the prostitute. Who's I want Peaches to the prostitute. Her husband was a oh the one that she yeah. Was I thought you were talking about um Miss Peaches, who's Dave when she Portnoy's said I got grounds dog. now. Um, should we do wreck of the week quickly? Yes. So we have a wreck of the week. That's a listener wreck of the week. Um, it is the game Fair Play, which I did look it up and it actually looks great. And it's about division of labor in the home. I'm playing. And it's not like a serious game. Like it actually looks kind of fun. But basically it is what we were talking about that makes the invisible tasks visible. And we got so many DMs saying you guys need to play this game. So to be honest, it sounds boring as fuck. No, it sounds boring, but <laughs> but like but our I listeners are fun. Yeah, so like I trust them. It's just like also one of those games where I think you can like bond with your significant other over, but it's called Fair Play. And that was a huge if you don't want to make the Excel, if you don't want to have the serious conversation, yeah, try the game. You could try the game. That's true. Yeah. Honestly, gamify can't hurt your issues game of fire issues i'm gonna start doing get that. a little giggle in anytime i have an issue in my relationship i'm gonna google is there a yeah. game for this and then i'm gonna use yeah that it's that's like i genius. think that's heaven for unconfrontational people yeah 
That's like genius. I think this must have been made by somebody that was like, yeah, confrontation's not for me. Gamifying th- that is like what scientists do to teach and <laughs> scientists do to teach. No, but game like truly game gamifying anything in life yeah. makes it more that's why like you see parents creating crazy games for their toddlers yeah. to get them to do things. Yeah. You can do that for Oh my god for men. For men. <laughs> Ick of the week. What's yours? <laughs> there is this, I have nothing. There is this video of Nick Lachey going around of him like serenading and it's That was a while ago. No, like I just got it on my feed like two days ago. It's this was three no, he, weeks ago for me. But he was like, haven't posted one of these in a while. Yeah. You just got that. I on just feed? got it and I ran to the comments and it's like it's, it's the Halsey song. They were like, it's giving it's giving boy at the high school party who can play Wonderwall. We like, made a who tries to play Wonderwall. It's it's so cringe. The level of delusion you have to like I just picture Nick Lachey <laughs> turning to his the guy in it with him, the guitarist, and being like, yeah, like, you play guitar, I'm going to sing. And he's like, it looks like he's, like, riding a horse. No, yes. And then I yes. picture him pu- pressing post on TikTok and being like, yeah. <laughs> Still got it. Like, th- this is going to go viral. And it and it did, but for all but the But you're reasons. in your 50s, like, or something, like, you're not in a boy band. Like, it, it... Nick and Vanessa... Even if a TikTok boy or even if a boy band member... Like, imagine Harry Styles doing that. No, like, no one would do that. I just, it also, like, Vanessa must have, like, actually drank herself to bed that night. Well, Nick and Vanessa, that is a relationship. I want them on the pod because, like, they're just so easy to make fun of. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I feel bad. Like, I'm being a troll. I feel bad for her in this scenario. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just like. That is secondhand embarrassment. And, like, we talk about not getting embarrassed by your partner. But, like, that would actually embarrass me. Yeah. I – oh. <laughs> like, this is where I'm so grateful. Some Like, to Mike, sometimes I'm, like – I feel like you should, like, post on Instagram more. You never do. But, oh, yeah. but then I'm, like, f- never mind. If I had a social media boyfriend, a.k.a. Nick Lachey. Yeah. My ick – I didn't have one. Ugh, let me think. Honestly, Legion – that's Risa no legion Tisa's yeah husband. he he is an ick my ick is just like legion lying. peeing legion peeing in those powerade bottles which did you get understand no, no I that, like she went into the room that he was staying in and like she was like he'd been drinking powerade like a racehorse and all these powerade bottles are next to his bed and like he didn't want to get out of the bed to go pee so he had been drinking them and peeing back in them and putting the tops back on and leaving them next to the bed that is and disgusting. That's that's lazy. That's that anything. Imagine going in to tell your husband you want a divorce and then you see that. It's like signed, I mean, sealed, delivered, get out. <laughs> I wouldn't even like be in I couldn't be in the room. I that reminds me of a time in college when me and my friends went across the street. We like lived in this neighborhood, whatever. We went across the street to um, this one guy's house and he just had eggs all egg shells all over the he was like drinking egg yolks okay no absolutely. like anything you have all over your room immediately Ew. no for me well you guys thank you so much um please rate review subscribe here's the thing a shout out to taylor strecker amazing podcast host been in the game forever yeah she says at the end of her podcast it's like tipping your waiter after a meal so like truly rate review subscribe we really appreciate it 
Um, email us, honeywerehomepodcast at gmail.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at honeywerehomepod. Honey Home. Yeah. We will see you next week. And we love you guys. Bye. Bye.